Hey everyone, welcome back. This is the Father, Family, and Football. So on this episode, I wanted to uh, talk about basically what I'm going through in life right now. I was, since the last episode, I had been praying and asking God, like, what what I should do my next episode on. And, um, and so... I just felt like the the don't the only topic that came to mind really was the what I'm going through right now, what my family and I are going through right now, which is just this really weird combination of uh financial crisis, a career crisis and and just having a hard time actually believing in God as provider. Um so I want to go over some scripture with you guys, uh, some scripture that I, uh, oh gosh, <laughs> here, this shows you how ill-prepared I am for this show, but don't worry about it, I've got some scripture here that I've been uh, going over and studying about what it looks like to be a provider and just what what God's intention was for giving us work in the first place. So the first one comes from Genesis chapter 2. And um, it's basically, it's just a verse that talks about how um, how God, you know, put Adam in the garden to work the garden, to you know, so that he could work. And basically, the idea is, is God gave us work, you know, because it's good, because it's good for us. And so, um, and I, I do believe that. I do believe that, you know, it's, work is good for, well, a lot of different reasons, really. But I think one of the things that, um, Honestly, one of the things that I'm having a hard time with is, is so in this last year, in the last two years, actually, um, I came to the realization that I wanted to coach football and that, that football has been a very deep seated passion of mine for a very long time. And, um, I, I can go into that in a different podcast, but in a different episode, but for now, I just wanted to talk about, um, just my, my struggle with trying to take my passion for football, and then, and then just kind of, like, going, okay, well, what is the reality now, because, um, being a football coach, where I'm living at, is actually not as easy as I thought it would be, and, uh, in fact, it's, it's really difficult, um, I have only a year's worth of experience, and, (laughs) anyways, I didn't want this episode to be all about my woes, what I wanted it to be about is just, I wanted to share with you all what I'm learning, and, my hope is that I can encourage you in, and just share with you in this journey of mine that I'm going through, um, 
how I'm processing this because I am really in the thick of it. I am just deep in the throes of this, uh, this issue right now. And, uh, my internet's being very slow, but this first verse comes from, um, Genesis chapter fifth, not chapter 15, Genesis chapter two, verse 15. And it said, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. All right. And so the next, the next verse that I wanted to bring up was from Colossians and it's Colossians chapter 3 verse 23 okay so so it says put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others okay so, um, so just a little bit about what I was believing, um, about hard work. Um, so as, when I was growing up, um, I had really good work ethic and I, I mean, I still do, but, um, the way I saw work was different than what God has been teaching me now because, um, basically for me, work was a way to receive love and honor. And so, um, but, uh, that is not what work is all about. That's not why God gave us work. I don't believe. And so, um, but, uh, you know, what ended up happening with me is that I, I ended up building this pride in me and, um, and, and, you know, two years ago, I, I was telling my wife, you know, in, in defense of not, not being able to make enough, I I would tell her, I can work harder than anyone. And I, you know, if, if I was standing in front of you, I, I would have told you confidently, I can work harder than you, no matter, no matter how successful you are. Uh, I, I would have confidently told you that. And, and it would have been completely, completely out of pride. It it would not have been, (laughs) it would not have been a God thing. So, but, uh, but I wanted to tell you um, a little bit about what happened last year. So my family and I, uh, we ended up moving out to Texas um, from Santa Barbara, California. And um, in 2018, we had our first child. We had uh, our daughter. And the um, thing is about having a kid in Santa Barbara is that... Um, Santa Barbara is really costly. It, it it's like it's like a million dollars for uh, a studio. 
Nah, I'm I'm exaggerating, but the idea is that it is really really expensive there. Um, and so what we needed, we felt like we needed to make a change, and uh, my wife's family had uh, all moved out to Texas, and we had just heard about how. Texas is, you know, has a lot of great job opportunity and so on and so forth. And so, um, so we made the move and, uh, in hopes that, you know, we could, uh, find a way to, um, make it financially. Um, which isn't a bad thing, but the problem was that I still believed at this point when we had moved in late 2018, um, I believed that I can work harder than anyone. And so, so, um, what ended up happening is, is, uh, I ended up taking a job at a hospital. I am so grateful for this job. Uh, but what ended up happening is, is, um, they, uh, they hired me on as a uh, front desk and um and I worked graveyard shift so I worked you know over the middle of the night uh, when everyone else is asleep and uh and that was hard that was probably the hardest thing I've I've ever done one of the hardest things I've ever done and uh it it really beat me so bad um I became depressed, and um, I, I just, you know, it, it was tough, you know, and it was a really tough eight months, and and it, that's, and in some ways I'm still recovering from that season, and so, but the Lord is so good. He, uh, you know what. And I, I went back and I asked him, like, God, why did I even go through that season? Why did I even go through that? And he kindly reminded me, you know, Paul, do you remember when you told Janelle that you could work harder than anyone? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I felt like the father was just, I mean, he's such a good father, but I felt like for me in this case, he, he was just like, well, son, if you believe that you're, you can work harder than anyone, you know, basically saying I could work harder than anyone in my own strength. He, he let me go. He let me go do it. And, uh, so, so, and I did. And, uh, and it was hard and it was not fun at all. Um, my, my wife and I were like, had opposite schedules and, you know, if you've ever raised, you know, a kid, um, you, you'll know how challenging it is with, you know, the baby waking up in the middle of the night and, and just, I mean, I was sleeping during the day while they were, you know, awake, and, and so, and I, I, I needed, I needed sleep, there's, you know, there's just no way around it, and, anyways, 
So, what I learned is I cannot <laughs> work harder than anyone else. I, I just can't. I can't do it in my own strength. I, I can't do this life in my own strength. And my work ethic is not my own anymore. It's just not. You know, I, I was foolish to think that. And, uh, and so now God is again in his love and he has been so kind to teach me how to partner with him and I think this is what uh, I'm going to be talking about mostly is how like how I've realized that this is the goal the goal is to partner with God in my earning potential in my career and in just my role as being a husband and a father. And, um, and so, and I think that's, that's why I, I wanted to share this with you guys, you know, being on this podcast, I, you know, this is, I, like I shared last, last episode, you know, I don't have all the, all the tools really. I mean, I do, but then what I'm saying is, is I don't have all the experience. I don't have all the credentials. Um, I just, I just know that I have a God who, who loves me and he has stuck with me since day one. And, and he has never given up on me. So, I just need to learn how to how how to have fellowship with him, how to engage with him and how to listen to him and obey him. And you know cuz well nothing good comes if you don't obey him. So <laughs> and uh I learned that the hard way this last year. So how how do I respond? Well, uh I I've been looking into you know what it means to work hard. You know, in today's culture, in today's work world, um I I always see these uh I always see these catchphrases like um that they always relate to success, right? And and it's always like you got to hustle. You got to um Okay, so the reason why I've stopped is because there's a black cat on my car. <sighs> Brother, scared the crap out of me. I need a studio. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry for the pause. I know that that is a big no-no to, to have silence on a podcast, and uh, I have really not learned how to do the editing on, on my iPhone here, so... 
Um, yeah, this cat is getting annoying. Anyways. Uh, so, Jesus, please get rid of this cat right now. <laughs> um, okay, so back to the podcast. So, hard work. Um, so, here's what I learned. Um, go to Proverbs 9 if you have your Bible. If not, just, just hang tight and uh, listen in. I, I wanted to share some... Uh, share some insight with you guys. This cat, I don't know what the deal is, man. This cat. Oh, brother. I have a black cat just hanging out on my door. driving me nuts. <laughs> oh, man. This is either going to be the best podcast or the worst. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. So, Proverbs, chapter, actually chapter 10. Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 4, says, Slackers, this is in the Passion Translation. Proverbs 10, verse 4. Slackers will know what it means to be poor while the hard worker becomes wealthy. Okay, so notice how it says hard worker becomes wealthy. Hard worker. So I wanted to key in on what that meant. Like what does God mean by hard worker? Because growing up, what my idea was is like this physical hard work meant a lot of times this physical labor or if it wasn't physical at least it was just really hard really stressful a lot oftentimes you know very long and just very strenuous work right and so that is what I had believed growing up that like that is what hard work means hard work is hard right? Well, in this verse, hard work or hard worker actually means to be diligent. And when you, so I'm, I'm actually going to um, move forward because there's actually more on, there's actually more verses here on um, hard work. Proverbs 12 actually has uh, three, in three times in the Passion Translation, there are three different verses that mention hard work. And so Proverbs 12, verse 11 says, work hard at your job and you'll have what you need. So, okay, so the the word work hard in in this verse right here it means, literally, it means to do work or to till the ground. Or, in other words, to serve. Like, you, you're actually doing physical work. You're serving. Or you're tilling the ground. You know, like, you, if you were a farmer and you're, you're working in agriculture, you're, you're tilling the ground. You're actually doing the work. So, 
Work hard at your job and you'll have what you need. Okay. Um, okay, so jumping up to verse 14. So Proverbs 12, verse 14, it says, For there is great satisfaction in speaking the truth. And hard work brings blessings back to you. So, again, hard work brings blessings back to you. Hard work, that word right there, is actually different from the first one. This one actually means, uh, the literal, literal translation actually means a dealing or recompense. So basically, in other words, say you are, um, say you're selling something, you're in the middle of a transaction, or you're in the middle of negotiating a contract, right? Um, that, that act of negotiating the contract and completing the contract, that is hard work, right? That is considered hard work. So dealing, doing a deal, recompense, that is actually, that brings blessings back to you. So when you, when you do that transaction, when you do that, and the, the key thing that I, I want to highlight is that, you know, these things, they can be long and strenuous and hard and, and you know, like stressful. Like it, it actually, it, these things, they can be things that could potentially, you know, drain you and take life from you. But, but that's not what this is saying at all. You know, hard work doesn't have to take life. You know, it doesn't have to drain you away. And so I think that's one of the big things that I want to, you know, point out. Okay, jumping down to verse 24. um, So it says, If you want to reign in life, don't sit on your hands. Instead, work hard at doing what's right. For the slacker will end up working to make someone else succeed. Okay, so it says, instead, work hard at doing what's right. Work hard, that word is um, be diligent. It means be diligent. And be diligent meaning take care of what you do. Take, like, yeah, a good example would be like if you do tedious work, you know, you're you're on the computer, you're um, you know, you're entering information into the database, you're you're that is hard work because you're being diligent and you're taking care of all the little, you know, uh facts and pieces of information that need to be put in. If you're building something you know, you're being, being diligent and taking care of all the little details that, uh, that need to be noticed in building your project. So that, and that is hard work. And so again, I don't believe any of this hard work, quote, hard work, has to be, um, has to drain your life. It can and obviously, I think many of us have had those jobs where we literally have had hard work where it actually, the work drains us. It, 
you know, it drains us in, in many different ways, right? Um, but I, I just wanted to share this with you guys because, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to get a biblical perspective on what it means to work hard, to actually work hard. Um, and uh, so, and I know some of you are probably like, yeah, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do to provide for your family. And, and you're right. And I'm, I'm probably going to, I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like, to be honest with you. And, and this is why I'm sharing this with you is because what I'm going to tell you is that, um, I have no problem working hard now now that I feel like the Lord's taught me okay you don't have to work in your own strength this is me you're working with okay God has been telling me like this is me you're working with here I <laughs> and here let me let me just share the verses that um, that that I've been doing you know, reading over and okay so now, I'm going to get into uh, a little bit of confession time. So, um, so here's when, when I've gone and I've talked to other people about what I'm struggling with, there's one of two verses that, that keep coming up. And first one uh, comes from 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 3, uh, verse... 10. And, and this says, um, for when we were with you, we instructed you with these words, anyone who does not want to work for a living should go hungry. Okay. So that's Paul. That's Paul writing to the church in uh, Thessalonica, I think it's called. And He's saying, anyone who does not want to work for a living should grow hungry. Okay, so um, so just a little bit of background about this chapter. So Paul is addressing and uh, basically warning these believers who they absolutely refuse to work. They, they just, and in the next verse it actually, it even says, um, you know, we hear rumors that some of you are being lazy and neglecting to work, you know, and so they're, they're absolutely refusing to do work at all. So I, I mean, I, I can go back and pray more about this, but it sounds to me like these believers are just basically, they're just sitting on their hands, not doing anything to, to make money. And and you know, and I, and I get that. You know, I I understand. Like, yes, that's obviously. And in the commentary down here, it even mentions, um, you know, there's an implication that there were believers who refused to work for a living, and so. But, the point that I'm trying to bring up is, well, okay, so they just told me this verse, like you know, whoever it was that was um giving me some advice they they tell me this verse and i'm i'm thinking okay you know i, I hear you but 
I mean, the only problem with this verse is that I'm not neglecting to work. I'm not, I'm not neglecting to work at all. And that's just where I am. But, um, but now jump to the next verse that people tell me, which is in first Timothy five, eight. And so this is the one that actually, um, I have to confess this one does apply to me in this season and I'll share why first Timothy five, eight, first Timothy five, verse eight says in the passion translation for if a believer fails to provide for their own relatives when they are in need they have compromised their convictions of faith and need to be corrected for they are living worse than the unbelievers okay okay so let me read it again for if a believer fails to provide for their own relatives when they are in need they have compromised their convictions of faith and need to be corrected for they are living worse than the unbelievers. Okay, so um, so right now, my wife and I, along with our daughter, are living with our in-laws and we are so grateful. We are just forever grateful to them for letting us stay with them. Um, after reading this verse, I realized yeah, they really, they didn't have to do that, you know, and so then, now this, obviously, (laughs) you know, I've confessed, like, okay, God, like, I'm sorry, like, I shouldn't have done this, you know, I've pretty much put, put us in this situation, and, you know, I could argue, you know, that, well, I, I am providing, I'm working 40 hours a week. I'm, you know, my job provides health benefits. Like, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. And I have been saying that, but, but then, you know, I've been reading more about, and I'll, I'll get into this actually in the next uh, podcast, in the next episode, but been learning about time in time management, and I've realized, you know, maybe I haven't used my time as wisely as I thought, and so I just wanted to to share that with you all, in that this has all been a journey of, of just listening to God, and sh- ha- listening and obeying to what He's been showing and revealing to me, and about, about my own heart, and so, and yeah, I, I confess, like, and it really sucks because it's like, it says they're living worse than an unbeliever. And it's like, well, man, that sucks. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. But, you know, so now, so now it's like, well, okay, so God, how do I get out of this now? You know, how do I get out of this? And you know what I've seen? I've seen that there's, with these two verses, you know, the, you know, the one where it says, do not want to work, should go hungry. Or, you know, you're worse than an unbeliever. 
you know, this one that, that I just mentioned. I can see how someone could take these verses and just kind of take them and just use them to justify, you know, doing what I did, which was basically just being your own provider, being the self-sufficient one and, and not trusting in God and not going to him and asking him for a plan for, you know, for anything, just kind of, you know, sticking your nose in the dirt and just pushing. And, um, and I can see the temptation in, in wanting to do that. But like I had, you know, mentioned earlier, I've already learned the hard way. I've already learned that not to do that. So now I'm in a place where I'm just, okay, God, what do I do now? Where do I go? Um, and so the other verse I also found was in First um, Thessalonians four. First Thessalonians, chapter four, verses eleven and twelve. And it says, "Aspire to lead a calm and peaceful life, as you mind your own business." and earn your living just as we've taught you by doing this you will live an honorable life influencing others and commanding respect of even the the unbelievers interesting then you'll be in need of nothing and not dependent upon others yeah well there you have it i need to do something so I've been praying and asking God to show me, okay, so, so how do I do this? So how do I, you know, what do I do? What do I do? And I felt like, you know, I felt like a lot of times when, when I, I ask that question, God, what do I do? what do I do? I sit there and I'm just like, God, what do I do? And, and it, and it, I think that question alone just, just sort of, it sort of, sort of lets you know, like how I'm believing. It's almost like I'm letting you know that, yeah, I believe that if I do something, it'll make everything okay. Right. If I do an act, if I, you know, do this, get that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know what I, I feel like I get from God a lot of times is he says to me, he goes, believe. He says, believe. So I'm going to take you to Psalm, uh, chapter 127 verses one and two Psalm 127 verses 1 and 2. In the Passion Translation, I like how Bill Johnson, he, he says he like he loves this chapter. And I can see why. Because half of it relates to, to family and the children. And, uh, but we're, we're actually just going to go over um, the first two verses. So uh, Psalm 127 verse 1 and 2. So it says, If God's grace doesn't help the builders, 
they will labor in vain to build a house. If God's mercy doesn't protect the city, all the centuries will circle it in vain. It really is senseless to work so hard from early morning till late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. God can provide for his lovers even while they sleep. Okay? So, um, this is one of the biggest verses that God has been showing me uh, in this season, is that He can provide. And I mean, He is providing for us. Um, and so, but there's, there's, I believe there's, I, I think I just need to, I, I mean, I'm, like I said, the Lord told me to believe, so this is what I'm doing. I'm reading the verses, I'm receiving them, I'm believing them. Psalm 128, verses 1 and 2. This is the next verse. I have a lot, I have so many verses that, you know, where I've, found, okay, like, I need to do diligence, I need to take care of my family, I need to actually work, and then, and then there's this other side where it's, you'll, you'll see, you'll begin to see, it's like, you know, there's this level of faith also, where we need to trust in God, uh, so Psalm 128, verses 1 and 2, how joyous are those who love the Lord, and bow low, before God, ready to obey Him. Your reward will be prosperity, happiness, and well-being. Okay? Love the Lord, bow low before Him, ready to obey Him, and your reward will be prosperity. Psalm 47, verse 10. Okay? Psalm 47, verse 10. This is in the Passion Translation, so those of you who are familiar with this one, it's probably going to sound a little different. Verse 10. Oh, wait. It's actually... So, excuse me. It's not It's not uh, chapter 47. It's actually, actually Psalm 46. Go to Psalm 46, chapter... Excuse me. Psalm 46, verse 10 says, Surrender your anxiety, be silent, and stop your striving, and you will see that I am God. I am the God above all the nations, and I will be exalted throughout the whole world. So notice how it says, Surrender your anxiety, stop your striving, and you will see that I am God. Okay. So, so striving was a really, really, really big thing for me uh, growing up and even into these past couple of years. Um, I, I just, I was always a guy who believed I had to do it on my own. You know, there was nobody else who could help me do 
do this life. As far as, you know, my earning potential, I had to come up with it all on my own. And, you know, when you have God inside of you, you have the creator of opportunities. You have the provider. You have the one who gives you your very next breath. And so, I just need to believe and entrust, you know, my earning potential to Him. And this is the process that I've started. John chapter 6, verse 26. John chapter 6, verse 26. Okay. This is Jesus. He says, Jesus replied, Let me make this very clear. You came looking for me because I fed you by a miracle, not because you believe in me. Why would you strive for food that is perishable and not be passionate to seek the food of eternal life, which never spoils? I, the Son of Man, am ready to give you what matters most. For the God for God the Father has destined me for this purpose. They replied, So what should we do if we want to do God's work? Jesus answered, The work you can do for God starts with believing in the one he has sent. They replied, Show us a miracle so we can see it, and then we'll be believe in you. Moses took care of our ancestors, who were fed by the miracle of manna every day in the desert, just like the scripture says. He fed them with bread from heaven. What sign will you perform for us? The truth is, Jesus said, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. It's my Father who offers bread that comes as a dramatic sign from heaven. The bread of God is the one who came out of heaven to give his life to feed the world. Then, please, sir, give us this bread every day, they replied. And then... Jesus goes on in verse 35, he goes on to say, I'm the bread of life, you know, and, and so basically Jesus just, you know, he, he basically just points out their heart and he goes, and he goes, look, I know why you're coming to me. You're, you're coming to me, not because you believe, but because I did this miracle. So you think you're going to be able to come back and get more, Right. And and the thing is, is he knows that they're actually, they're actually striving. He uses the word strive again. He, he goes, why would you strive for food that is perishable? Why would you strive for food that is perishable? Why, why would I strive for and I, when i say strive I, what i mean is is you know working 
incessantly, uh, like, like, uh, it, it's, uh, it's hard to describe, but basically it's, it's like, it's like when, it, when I work, you know, I, it's like, it's not necessarily enjoyable. It's just, I, I just, uh, it's almost like I, I'm more a machine than, than I am anything else. You know, I just, I, I do the work in a certain way that I believe gets it done, but it, it's not, it's just not God. You know, that way is not God. So Jesus asked, why would you strive for food that's perishable? Why, why would I strive for, you know, uh, clothes that, that are going to get torn? Why would I strive for, I, and I know some of you are probably thinking, well, you, you sound like you're, you're pretty going down the road of, man, I don't feel like working at all. And that's not true. That's not what I'm saying. I, I do believe in hard work. But I'm actually changing the way I think about what hard work is. And actually, in, in so doing, I actually am changing what I believe about hard work. And if I change the way I believe about what hard work is, then maybe hard work will actually be more rewarding this time around. Maybe actually hard work will actually bring the fruit of abundance that, that God promised. So if I do it His way, hopefully, that, that's my hope, is, is, you know, seeing His promise come to fulfillment, seeing the promise manifest in my own life. Uh, right, so Nehemiah uh, chapter 6, verse 9. So this one is, is a really good one because um, I, I don't have the verse in front of me. The Passion Translation only has uh, three books in uh, the Old Testament. But uh, basically what it is is, um, so Nehemiah, I believe he's the prophet. And I don't know the whole story really well, but I, I do know this, that um, he is tasked with building, rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. And in the process, he is confronted with, uh, basically with people who are just opposing him. And they are saying things to him that, you know, just aren't true. But they're, what they're doing is they're trying to stop him. And in this verse, in, in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 9, um, it says... Uh, I'm going to paraphrase here, but it says something along the lines of, you know, he's he's not going to finish the work. He's going to get too tired. You know, it's just not going to be done. And then it says, Nehemiah prayed. Now strengthen my hands. And that was his prayer. He He prayed to God and he asked the Lord, now strengthen my hands. 
Okay. So, again, my whole thing was is in this podcast is I need to find out how to partner with God. Chapter 90 in the book of Psalm. Chapter 90 in the book of Psalm. Chapter 90, verse 17, says, O Lord our God, let your sweet beauty rest upon us and give us favor. Come work with us, and then our works will endure. And give us success in all we do. So, this is, uh, this is actually uh, Moses' uh, prayer. This is actually Moses, and he's actually, he is asking God. He is asking God for his favor, and he is asking God to come work with him so that their works can endure and he can have success in everything. All right, and then the last one I want to bring up is from First uh, John. First John which is way in the back. First John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 18. Starting at verse 18. Okay, so 1 John chapter 5, verse 18. It says, We are convinced that Everyone fathered by God does not make sinning a way of life, because the Son of God protects the child of God, and the evil one cannot touch him. We know that we are God's children, and that the whole world lies under the misery and influence of the evil one. I'm going to pause right there. Um, I read a book um, called The Prosperous Soul by, uh, I believe it's Danny De Silva, and um, so, and he references this, and he uh, he brings this up, and he goes, you know, the word evil one in this verse, in these two verses, uh, is actually translated toil, or toilsome, and um, toilsome, I don't think I mentioned it earlier, but toilsome is actually, it means, one of its meanings is laborious work. Laborious, strenuous work. You know, long, hard, difficult work. Okay. So, verse 20, And we know that the Son of God has made our understanding come alive so that we can... Know by experience the one who is true. And we are in him who is true. God's Son, Jesus Christ. The true God and eternal life. So, little children, guard yourselves from worshiping anything but him. Okay. So, I have a dilemma. So, on one scale, I like... Picture, picture just a line, and then this line represents a scale of 
work ethic. This is the work ethic scale. On one end, over to the left, it the way it ends is is you refuse to work. And all the way in the other end, on the right-hand side, is you work incessantly. So we have to find the middle ground. We have to find the sweet spot. And that is God and I work together to provide for my family. And that is where I'm at. I, after reading all of these verses, I'm like, okay, God, I can't sit on my hands and refuse to work, but I also cannot work incessantly. It just, it, it does not seem reasonable to do that. And I know that I might offend some people saying this, and I'm sorry, but working 80 hours a week just, it, it doesn't seem reasonable to me. Um, especially for a guy like me, because, um, uh, I, uh, and, and I'm seeking the Lord on this as well, but, you know, I don't have any entrepreneurial ideas that are ready to go, you know, for sale. I, I, I'm, I'm one of those who, you know, I, I would need to apply for a job and work for someone. And so, but the problem with that is that, you know, even if I was to work two jobs and one of them was part-time, um, you know, I would still be gone from my family for a really long, long time. And I just, I, I just can't do it. I don't, I don't know if I can do that. And maybe for a season I will probably have to. Maybe for a season I'll probably have to. So... Uh, we'll see, you, you know, we'll see in the coming podcasts, we'll see if, you know, I end up doing this and you're with me here on the journey, um, on this journey of figuring out how to become a provider and um, trying to walk with God in this matter. So I wanted to encourage you and to do the best I can. I know that I, I sound like, oh man, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's like really having a hard time figuring all this stuff out. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I, I have a God, like I said earlier, I have a God who has never given up on me. He has never left me. And he is my father. I have always addressed him as father. And he is the provider. And the thing is, is knowing that, knowing that he is my provider, I know that intellectually speaking. But what does my heart believe? What does my heart truly believe about this? And so and that, that is, I believe that is where the rubber hits the road. When, when my faith is actually agreeing with God as the provider, his title as that. Like he is the one who brings the abundance. I I may do the work, but he brings the abundance. He is Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. So I wanted to encourage you. I don't know what you may be going through. Maybe Maybe you're doing a great job at providing for yourself and your family. And 
you know, maybe you're going through something else. But I want to encourage you that God is with you. He, you know, he, uh, anyways, he has so many different names. And each name is representative of his nature. The Jehovah Jireh, the provider, that is this part of his nature that I'm going through right now and that I'm ser- searching for and my heart is is working and believing in. Um, but I just want to encourage you that God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And he will lead you into this season of breakthrough. And that is actually what this season is for me. This season is a season of breakthrough for my family and I. And I'll share more about that in the next podcast. Um, And I also want to share in the next podcast how the Lord has initiated and walked me through this process. He's He's been giving me dreams, um, you know, he's been, uh, he's allowed me to get uh, this book from um, the prophet Sean Bowles, and uh, it's called Breakthrough, and it's really helped me to just partner my faith with God and to believe, and I've already started thinking and believing differently, so I want to really share that with you, so please, please tune in next week. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I know that this podcast has been really super long and uh, the black cats freaked me out a little bit, but we're doing all right. So stay tuned. Join us, join me in this podcast and um, come back and let me tell you, let me share with you the stories and, and just the little things that that God has been sharing with me. He's been giving me dreams. He's been just speaking to me through Sean's book. He and he's been, you know, doing other little things and helping me to change the way I think and and thus helping me to believe and start gaining some momentum. So come back next week and God bless you. He loves you. Bye-bye.